Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Good evening and welcome once again to our daily show chronicling the latest developments with COVID-19 on the spread of the novel coronavirus in India. We are recording on the evening of Saturday, March 21st. And as we record, the number of cases in India has crept up to over 300. The last two days have seen a huge rise in cases and all indications are that this is going to continue over the next several days. Cases are now being reported from almost every state. So we're going to use this episode today to give you a quick update on what we know so far. We are building up to a big day tomorrow, of course, when the Janta curfew announced by Prime Minister Modi will come into force. We'll see how that works out and how that goes. And we're also building up to a huge week ahead, where I think we're going to be in the middle of a big debate about the estimates for how far this could go in India. The number of cases and deaths that we could ultimately end up with. And what the strategies are now that we need to be adopting, especially with regard to testing people. I'm joined once again today by the Hindu's national editor, Suhasini Haider, and deputy science editor, Jacob Koshi. And let's get into today's show. Welcome once again to a special episode of the In Focus podcast. This is the second episode in our series chronicling the spread of COVID-19 in India. Yesterday, we covered Prime Minister Narendra Modi's address to the nation. And just immediately following that today, there are a host of developments to discuss. As I said in yesterday's episode, One of the great things about having this podcast is that we're able to react to things in real time, put out things immediately after they happen so that you have something to listen to. So let's get to it. The big news of today is that India has seen the biggest single day rise in cases. Over 50 have been reported today and these are now alarming trends. We have a rather strange story also to cover that's of the Bollywood actress and singer Kanika Kapoor who might have ended up spreading the virus to a whole host of people that she attended a party with. We'll discuss that as well. The other big story here is that severe restrictions are now being imposed across the country. The most important that we'll mention here at the start is that Maharashtra has imposed a lockdown in four cities in the, in the Mumbai metropolitan region. It's the first state to take such a drastic measure. And it's also the state that is the worst affected in terms of numbers by COVID-19 in India. I'm joined today by our national editor, Suhasni Haider, Deputy Science Editor, Jacob Koshi. And we'll start today with a brief update from our Mumbai health correspondent, Jyoti Shailar. Jyoti, thanks for joining us. Um, Just give us an update from, um, I know you attended a health ministry briefing, a state health ministry briefing. So let's just start there. Um, We know that Maharashtra is the worst affected state. What was the briefing like? What did they cover? So uh, the, the civic body here, in Bombay, in Mumbai, has been giving updates about positive cases, as well as, you know, how the patients have been doing on a daily basis. So the briefing was about uh, the new cases that have been reported today. We have five cases uh, reported in Maharashtra today. Three of them are from the Mumbai metropolitan region. And overall, we have 53 cases now in Maharashtra, which is highest in the country so far. Right. 
Um, and just tell us a little bit more about um, what the shutdown means. Um, is it is it does it mean all workplaces, all shops, all restaurants, something like that? Uh, so uh, from midnight, uh, uh, the shutdown is going to be uh, effective uh, for all the private offices and uh, non-essential uh, establishments. Basically, the uh, medical shops and you know uh, stores where you get food grains and vegetables, they will remain open. But other than that, uh, all the shops have been uh, uh, have been urged to you know keep shut. So that's how it is going to be. Okay, fine. Um, to ask me, Jacob, uh, thank you for joining us as well in this episode. Um, I think now let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to discuss the uh, larger trends. As I mentioned in the introduction, I think the biggest news point of today is that um, this is the highest single day rise in cases reported and yet i think the first thing that we need to discuss is the somewhat more strange story of today which is uh, the bollywood actress kanika kapoor who might have um, infected a whole lot of people um i think there's no there's no getting away from that let's just let's just address that first um so hasni it's maybe the you only can thing go anyone's first. talking about i think yes yeah uh, so so hasni maybe you want to go for that first uh, who who exactly is at fault here well i think to start with uh, this particular case is in so many ways what everybody had been afraid of uh, and now it's coming true uh, to begin with what we understand is that the uh, the actress singer uh, kanika kapoor returned from the united kingdom she was part of a, a music show over there uh, did not register and did not self quarantine as she really should have uh instead went on to lucknow we understand at least three different major gatherings there including a a, a dinner party yeah, uh, at which she was there and and there's a photograph of her along with mem- members of parliament including uh, mr dushan singh of the bjp uh the former chief minister of of rajasthan as well uh, as others uh, the problem was that uh, this is exactly how you know the 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 opposite of flattening the curve because uh politicians people who are prominent tend to attend more uh, public events perhaps than normal people would i mean uh, uh, non celebrities would non politicians would uh, so uh, these politicians who were in this group uh, particularly the member of parliament uh, mr dushan singh then went on to uh, attend parliament attend meetings attend meetings with other parliamentarians meet with president ramnath kovin there's a picture of him over there uh, meet with the governor and others in in lucknow as well uh, we understand that many of the people he met with who have now been self quarantined and remember nearly 10 members of parliament have announced publicly that they are under quarantine not to mention other politicians who have met uh, with him uh, we understand that uh, that derek o'brien the member of parliament from west bengal for example was in a meeting with prime minister modi so you have uh, just one or two degrees of separation and we're seeing uh, up to the top uh, offices being touched by this of course one of the things everyone has discussed is uh, not only was this a bad idea the fact that people were having parties at a time the prime minister is giving calls for social distancing uh, apart from that is the fact that parliament has been in session Uh, now we understand this was prime minister modi's decision that parliament should continue as normal in order to send a message if you like uh, to people that uh, things are under control but what it has ended up meaning is that a, a large group of uh, up to 800 members 
would be in both houses of parliament uh, were put to risk in the last week because uh, of just one member of parliament and it could possibly be even more than that so a lot of the things that people had been warning about seem to have come true in in what what is a story that is growing by the hour i can tell you in delhi uh, it is not just the people who are seen in that photograph i'm sure uh, you've seen that photo uh, gent but um, it's not just the people in the photo they, those people are now being tested uh, and are awaiting results those whom they have met uh, are now being investigated as well uh, our colleague in in lucknow omar rashid has been reporting about how you know it has forced so many politicians to retrace their steps and um, and really uh, taken panic levels if you like amongst india's power elite to a new high yeah um yeah that's an incredible story i'm 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 following that just like everybody else uh, jacob uh, let's just quickly move to you um as i said back to back to the big uh, <laughs> the big uh, the bigger news story i think the the single day um, rise in the cases in cases positive cases reported yeah 50. so yeah 50 over 50 53 now i think is the number um yes I'm, i mean so these numbers are of i mean it depends on whether you're looking at the i uh, icmr reserve you know website or you're looking at the, the health ministry website there's a there's a lag between all of these this is one of the things that has constantly been a problem that is and this has been addressed by health reporters in the daily briefings that the health ministry has as to why is there so much of a discrepancy between various arms of government itself in terms of uh, you know reporting the actual numbers but be that as may what is interesting about about 50 is that you know we've seen a near doubling of the cases in 3 days in the last 3 days and uh, this is this shows that india is actually on the trajectory as has been seen every other country i mean whether it's china in terms of uh, whether it's italy or uh, germany france in terms of the speed the speed at which fresh new cases uh, new cases are being uh, recorded and uh, this is on uh, sadly on expected lines and so that is why the old debate on you know sh- should testing be really expanded to beyond just uh, people who have uh, you know have have traveled abroad and their contacts or should there be more aggressive testing from what i've gathered at the health ministry today there does not seem to be any particular change in plans i mean the, the health ministry says that it will continue testing about 20 random samples of people with severe pulmonary infections over the 50 or 60 odd centers across the country the number of centers are increasing slowly but they are not uh, you know planning any major uptake in sort of surveillance to look out for cases that uh, that do not have any travel history so this still remains the a kind of a, a controversial area as of Okay, so and is the official line still that there is no community transmission and that we're still in stage two? Yes, that's still the official line. In fact, there was this case of a of a of a twenty year old youth in in Tamil Nadu who was diagnosed who tested positive on March eighteenth. We asked this person apparently claimed that you know he had no history of contact with anybody abroad or with any other kind of contacts. He was somebody from Uttar Pradesh who had come to work in Tamil in Tamil Nadu. 
we asked uh, officials at we as in me and my health reporter colleagues asked officials whether this means that this person is a community uh, candidate but they said no and incredibly and they also said that we have no reason to disbelieve this uh, this person's statement that you know he had no uh, uh, you know contact with anybody from abroad so but yet they have still not uh, said whether this indicates this is a community transmission or not so it's there is a lot of things that you actually have to read between the lines and but because official communication on this is extremely straight jacketed there is stuff that we believe you know it is not going to be made clear until at i don't know whatever plan that people that that the government has in its mind it's it's probably choosing to play some cards very gradually but as of now yes we are still in stage 2 and we have not hit the intermediate stage of the uh, you know of the spread which is stage 3 okay uh, so hasni so let's just jump to you um what's happening on the uh, dip, um, not not the diplomatic front but just the communication between various countries now um on on covid um i i heard that that, that there's been a flurry of uh, conference calls between various countries that that's right today's really been a day of communication for the ministry of external affairs for the government uh, you remember about a week ago prime minister modi had initiated this call between leaders of the sark countries of south asian countries uh, today we saw them go one step further china uh, led a call of about 18 countries uh, speaking to them about things that uh they are doing best practices they are following and remember china is now in its second day of no new cases uh i think uh, the the elephant in the room in that call would definitely be the question of how china allowed this uh virus uh to spread uh, without giving much information for the first two months i think of it it wasn't till february that people really started to see what was happening in china although there were reports coming in all the way from november and december of particularly in wuhan uh, i think uh, that story is something that will be looked at once the world is able to uh, to move on from the coronavirus scare right now i think there are a lot of questions that are being asked about china's role and transparency and accountability there uh, and they probably are going to be asked in uh, in much more detail uh, in in days to come but for the moment the countries spoke about cooperating Chinese ambassador to India Sun Weidong has tweeted as well that China has offered India any kind of help it needs to co- combat uh, the virus uh, apart from that uh, the foreign secretary Harsh Shringla was part of uh, a conference call of Indo-Pacific nations m- namely uh, Japan South Korea uh, uh, Vietnam Australia uh, and and of course led by the United States so two big video conferencing calls that India was a part of one led by China one led by the united states which of course is seeing uh, many of its cases you know the cases rise over there uh, in addition you know we haven't seen travel advisories for uh, a couple of days now because we're working towards 22nd which is sunday when all flights are going to stop uh, we understand that screening has now been extended to all countries so every kind of passenger who's coming into india is being screened there are no exceptions uh, at all tomorrow is really going to be the last day when passengers will be coming in because as of sunday all flights will be cancelled uh, and i think the government is working towards that as uh, once they are able to close down all flights coming into india dealing with um, the, ca- the 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 cases inside india 
But remember, right now, if India is looking at close on 500 cases, at least half of those are Indians outside, mostly in Iran. Right. Um, and any any update on what is going to exactly happen to those Indians abroad? I hear that those numbers have gone up today. I think it's 276 Indians abroad now who are affected. That's right. And, you know, the Ministry of External Affairs has been saying nonstop that they will make arrangements for all COVID-free Indians to come back. And this is something, as we discussed yesterday, India has been an exception on. It is the only country that is not taking back its citizens uh, right now. It may in the long run prove to have been a wise decision, uh, but certainly I can tell you we've been speaking to Indians who are stranded in various places, in Manila, in in Canada, in the UK, in uh, Frankfurt, in, in other places where they have, in fact, uh, been offloaded by airlines and not allowed to come back home. Uh, there was one particular Indian uh, who's stranded in Manila who went to Twitter and left a message for the external affairs minister, S. Jai Shankar, uh, saying, you know, how is it that me as an Indian cannot come back to my own country? Every other country is taking back its citizens. Uh, what the MEA is planning to do is uh, remember, the, the flights that will be cancelled are all commercial flights as of Sunday. They may still run special flights if they think there is a large number of Indians who are coronavirus-free, uh, for example, in Malaysia or in Italy or in other places, uh, and bring those passengers back in, in, in the meantime. Uh, but for the most part, you know, the MEA continues with what they said uh, a day ago, which is stay put where you are, be safe. Try and find accommodation for at least the next week, if not the next two weeks. Uh, and, and, and as a result, you will not then be also possibly infecting your loved ones back home. Uh, so the NEA is pretty much saying we're trying to do what we can. But everybody really knows tomorrow is the last day for most of these passengers to come back for at least a couple of weeks. Okay, we'll keep a track on that. Uh, Jacob, I think we should end uh, where we started actually with uh, the Kanika Kapoor story. because. That speaks to social distancing. That's also what the bulk of the Prime Minister's speech yesterday also was basically an extended appeal to practice social distancing. Uh, what did the Health Ministry briefing have to say about that today? Uh, any more? Were there any well, other norms laid out? No, there were no real norms, you know, except for, you know, preparing for Sunday. I mean, the Health Ministry said after Prime Minister Modi's... Uh, you know, call for everybody to observe a janta curfew. Though. But on the other hand, uh, I must also add here that the Prime Minister had a conference call with chief ministers of, of several states. And from what I, what we hear, what I hear so far is uh, several states have made varying kinds of recommendations. They have put in their, uh, they, have, they have explained what kinds of steps they have taken so far. But they have also said, for made demands. Naveen Patak, for instance, has said that uh, He's requested additional funds from the center to pay Narega workers as well as, you know, casual laborers who might, uh, you know, because of self-isolation and companies withdrawing work contracts, be compensated. Then there are some states, uh, in uh, Andhra Pradesh, for instance, has said that, you know, it's one of its most prominent labs, the Center for Cellular Micro, CCMB. Uh, he also asked he also designated as a testing center and, you know, shore up the workforce in terms of uh, uh, being able to test. So various states have come up with various kinds of recommendations and spelled out what kind of action and response they have been seeing for, for you know, 
for some time ahead. So this was more of a kind of uh, confidence building measure I see to to pro probably show that you know the whole country is in a sense united in trying to uh, fight out this uh, you know this pandemic. But other than that, uh, the only aside, the only reference to Kanika Gupta that really came in the briefing today was when one of the scientists kind of tried to make the point that uh, uh, when COVID patients are talked about, one mustn't really discuss their identities. Though so in this case, you know, her she, she herself spoke about it, so it really didn't fit into that agenda. But there is there is this uh, uh, kind of reluctance to speak about or discuss uh, individual identities, though you and I, all of us know that, you know, it is who that, uh, I mean, because of the politicians that have been involved, there could be a different kind of debate that will probably a debate, different kind of debate that will open up now, as in now that such powerful people and members of parliaments too are affected, members of parliament are affected, would this mean greater transparency or newer steps on the part of government to uh, address uh, testing issues? So we don't know. That's that's all that we can speculate on right now is what I gather. Okay, um, we'll end this episode there and uh, of course I will speak to maybe both of you and or maybe one of you tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you both for joining us. Sure.